0: here with the throne podcast i'm your host jc revis and today i'm joined by a very very special out of town out of continent band lemmy winks what's going on with y'all boys man what's up jc what's up,
1: buddy? What's on, man?
0: yo uh i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm here uh in america and <laughs> uh <laughs> yo you guys mentioned you guys were from panama like six times so i'm gonna mention that i'm american like six or seven times throughout the show i right. to sneak them in Nice. But uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, I I had seen you guys play uh, with, uh, I believe it was Eras One that played that same night.
1: That's correct, and, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I saw you guys play that night, and uh, you guys were so awesome. I just felt compelled to to ask you guys for it. Well, I definitely, I felt compelled at first to get some merch or something. But, <laughs> you know, you guys ran out of my size t-shirt, so I was like, fuck it, let me get a vinyl. And I, I actually, I listened to it um, all the way through on Saturday. And, um, man, let me tell you, I'm not a big punk person, like, at all. Maybe, like, some Misfits here, you know, Ramones there. You know, everyone likes Blitzkrieg bop, you know. But uh, in general, just not really my thing. But I really, uh, I just let it ride. I didn't, you know, I didn't even look at the tracks or anything. I just plopped it, A and B, and just let it go and just listened. And I really enjoyed it, man. It's very uh, up-tempo, a lot of energy, and that's always something I love hearing in uh in rock music and in music in general, dude, is the energy. And I definitely felt that when I saw you guys play.
1: Awesome, dude. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, I think we're, you know, we're we're like a punk band, I guess, you know, by our sound might be defined as punk, but like we were really um you know, influenced by a lot of uh a lot of different types of bands, you know, a lot of metal, some like more psychedelic stuff.
0: Yeah. I definitely um, heard that in in uh, some of your songs for sure, uh, a lot of the bridges and you know little interludes here and there, very uh, progressive almost, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, progressive. Yeah. yeah you, know, I, you know,
0: that's it's a tough it's a tough thing to be in a band like that because I, I I was in a um a progressive metal band for a little bit, you know, like that was the first band I ever really played with seriously, and uh, it's like a it's a niche thing. Not everyone, you know uh jives with that man so you mainly attract
2: dudes to your show <laughs> no, <someone laughs> like musician be... dudes, you know like <laughs> like the
1: other
0: musicians mainly right
2: yeah other musicians and that geek crowd but um yeah, yeah we yeah, definitely uh, as a cool drummer culture. we we grew up listening to a lot of i did at least i think most drummers go through a prog phase your rush your yes your um you know emerson lincoln palmer all that jazz um yeah and that's kind of when you cut your teeth, like um, playing in all time signatures and all that. And then kind of like you go back to basics, but it's it's in there. It was a, a couple of years where I was super hard into prog. Uh, Poti's a, a big Rush fan as as I am. So that bleeds through our music, if, even though it's not the style, it definitely comes through like for, for a bridge or, or a, a, like a instrumental section or something. That's going to come out for sure, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's hard not to let it seep in, man, when it's... Uh... Especially, like you said, a lot of drummers have that phase where that's what they're listening to. For me, it was more a little more heavy. It was like you know, Dream Theater and Tool. Yeah, same here. Yeah, you know same what I here. Mean? um yeah. I definitely had that phase for sure i'm still not good enough to play a lot of that stuff but uh it's cool like i remember first hearing songs and being like oh, i'll never play that shit like i'll never be able to play it and then one day you're just like yo i could actually play this shit now right like, right, like, right seeing the, the yeah. progression is really dope uh it's it's one of the things that's really um fulfilling about playing music is actually seeing the progress and like uh the work that goes into the musician you are on stage is Something that nobody except maybe your bandmates and like your parents see, yeah. you know, when you're growing up. Uh, and it's a lot of things that like people who don't play music, um, they it's something they, they don't really. They, how do you take that into account? You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, everyone wants to play music. Everyone wants to be a famous artist, but not everyone sees the work that goes into playing an instrument. Nobody wants to put in the time and
2: anything, really, any any art or just acting or or whatever. There's a bunch of hours you put in there. And people want to make it real quick, especially it's easier today with music programs that you can like just get some tracks and start rapping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's kind of easier with Talalia. Anybody can have a little home studio. So people definitely want to skip that learning curve where you're just actually grinding through your drum set or your guitar day in, day out to figure out a, a certain part. It definitely takes a long time. And, and, Playing live also, like, I think, um, even just a a little tour, like the one where you saw us in Miami, was four shows. And by the last show, you can tell, you kind of start building a set. You know, it's like no wonder the Beatles were who they were. They were playing like three shows a day, like a matinee. And not only do you like practice, but you practice with a crowd, like how to talk to an audience, how to put on a cool show, you know, Uh, which is hard nowadays, especially in Panama with a small country... You don't really get to tour a whole lot. You play maybe once every couple of months to the same crowd. So, definitely, people, it, it, you grow exponentially once you do it like every fucking day, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, I was, I wanted to ask you guys about that because obviously touring is super fun. Uh, it's something I've only been able to do around the state. You know, I've never been able to tour outside the country. Was that your guys' first time playing outside of Panama or at least playing here in Miami?
1: Or uh, mm, is this something you guys our... have done in the past? It was our second Miami show. Uh, we played at Churchill's in two thousand sixteen. I love Churchill's, man. I love <laughs> Churchill's. I used to live in Miami, so I, you know, I was very familiar with Churchill's.
0: Oh, okay, wow. So you know, you know what's up. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, are you Churchills familiar is with that uh, spot, bro? It's a shithole, but it's our shithole.
1: Yeah, dude. Like, right. I've seen some shit there. Like, even when we played, there was, like, Coke bags and condoms in the toilets just, like, floating. I'm like, that was, like, on a uh, Monday yeah. night. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you gotta avoid
0: the bathrooms there at all costs, bro. Like, yeah. if you're a man, like, if you're a dude, you could take a leak because, you, yeah. you know, you could stay six right. feet away from the toilet, you know, if you got yeah. good aim.
2: What? Fucking what like punk rock venue bathrooms. I want to do a book on just like uh, bathroom pictures of like really gnarly <laughs> punk rock venues. That'd be a cool book, right? Like a coffee table book. What is the.
0: <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants that on the coffee table. Maybe on. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? On the bookshelf or something. But that definitely sounds like a cool book. Like I would have that. I would
1: I yeah. would have that shit on my shelf. Um, yeah, you gotta sell it at like Urban Outfitters or something. That's. Uh, you're that is dude. You ruined it. <laughs> Uh, that's the crowd idea.
0: <laughs> I I like it. I like that idea a lot, man. I I would finance it if I could. But um, what's it called? What's the gnarliest fucking bathroom you ever seen? For me, it's definitely Churchill's. But I gotta imagine South American bathrooms are like, you know what I mean? That's is that
2: Churchill's was pretty pretty punk rock. Um, I remember uh, that venue, Milwaukee Seventh Street Entry. What's what's that, Princess Bar, Pody?
0: You guys yeah. went to Milwaukee?
2: Yeah, we we did with a tour, tour with, with oh, another that's band. So cool. 2012. You guys have
1: seen
0: more of the U.S. than I have, dude.
2: I did. I was, we were like driving like six hours. We're coming in from like Duluth, Duluth, Minnesota, Bob Dylan land. Oh, and I was God. like, man, just wanted to take a shit so bad. <laughs> and I get to the venue, and it was like, man, I don't think they watched it since like since like the '80s, since like Husker Du used to play there, man. It was yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And I had to do it. I just and I actually I made contact. I sat down and and you know did my business. Uh, that one for me was pretty
1: gnarly.
0: Yo, (laughs) the cheeks have landed. Yeah. That's disgusting. (laughs) I went to
1: CBGB's before it closed and that, that bathroom was pretty gnarly as well. Fuck man. So I'm going to go with USA top three or all USA. Oh, okay.
0: Fair enough. We do have some gnarly fucking bathrooms out here, but uh, (laughs) I think Churchill's tops. I went to, uh, uh, Churchill's tops to kick for sure, but I went to this place called brass mug and, uh, it's in Tampa. It's not necessarily their bathroom, but like their little green room area.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, it was
0: when, when I was still with the with the metal band Unoya, which was. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know what's up with it. it. the 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 band that I'm in now is pretty much the core of that band. Just, uh, it's just three of us now instead of five, with a keyboardist and a second guitar player and fog machines and shit. We had a light guy, dude. Like <laughs> our show, like we uh, literally we had a my cousin Malik. He had, like, lights set up on, like, the switchboard thing, and he learned the songs and, like, put a uh, light right. show go along with the shit. And it's right. like, um, it was so cool. But we, <laughs> we took this picture in this green room in Tampa. It's, like, this leather couch all fucked. There's shit, out, like, all over the floor and stuff. You know, it's, like, a really dank yeah. green room. And, like, we take this picture. We think we look cool as fuck, post it. And then one of my friends is, like, you guys didn't notice this giant dick? Drawn on the wall, right, right there right <laughs> behind you. It's like, dude, we looked like, like, oh man, this is a great picture, dude. We should definitely post this. And then it's like, three minutes later, you don't see that giant dick. All of us are <laughs> like, what the fuck? I didn't even notice, dude. Like this <laughs> on the wall. Like, uh, what's that movie? Super bad. Oh yeah, it. dude, just straight out huge one, bro. It was fucking weird. <laughs> uh, this album, though, let's talk about this album because. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I said earlier, I have it here. You guys signed it for me. Hella appreciate that. But I see here it came out a while ago. Came out uh, 2014, it looks like, right?
1: That's yeah. right. We we were a completely different band. I mean, not completely, but we were a four piece. So I was yeah. uh, there. The three of us that you know that you've seen, uh, the front guys were guitar players. So I used to be one of the guitar players. And then we, we lost our bass player, and we just decided we had to do a show in, in, in uh, Santo Domingo. No fucking uh, way, dawg. Are you, are you yeah. deadass, bro? We've been there a couple duh. times. Great time. Ma- I'm it's Dominican, Masiva. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yo, it was crazy. Yeah, we played in Destrucción Masiva, and we needed our, our bass player at the time who was actually our second base player he he broke both his arms he was a 16 year old oh. kid and he broke both his arms playing basketball He we played at him. churchills actually <laughs> yeah he played at churchills with us yeah
2: broke both year, we his were, arms playing basketball. basketball
1: Yeah, what did he so do? we so i we basically oh. had to like do damage control we weren't going to you know, cancel the show, and then that's when we decided, Hey, we could do this just the three of us. It's why a lot easier you? to
2: coordinate like three schedules, and uh, we get more money per gig, so why not, man?
1: Three of these, yeah, you know? yeah, less less plane tickets to buy, you know. <laughs> you know, that's
0: that's funny because I i came to the same realization, like I said, uh, my first band was uh, five of us, and uh, now that it's just three bass player. And, you know, guitarists and me and I I do uh, some vocals as well. It's just it is it's a lot easier to coordinate practice. It's a lot easier for everyone to get tight, Um, especially as we
1: get older. What was that? I'm sorry. I said you got to cut the fat sometimes, you know.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate, though, because it like it's pretty much not possible to play that music anymore, Mm. at least without another guitarist or at least a keyboardist. Like we need one of the two. And we great. did bring in a, a second guitarist. I've told the story on the show before, but we brought one in. He played an awesome show with us at at uh, Churchill's. It was a kryptonite metal festival that we, we've played every year. I have the posters back here on the shelf. We played an awesome gig. Uh, we, we obviously prepped with him like what we're talking about for like two months before the show, teaching him the songs, making sure we're tight, practicing twice a week like clockwork. And he plays a great show. And two days later, he's like, yeah, it's not for me,
1: guys. Oh, no. oh, man. so
0: it's like at that point we're like are we really gonna spend time trying to find another person bring them in ingratiate them totally
1: but like in his defense it's better than like the other guy that's like uh that's like yeah i'm totally there and then he you know shows up late and like you know he's not as committed as he sounded on that first practice so you know sometimes it's good for people to just like be honest and be like okay this isn't for me yeah yeah
0: in a way uh i I definitely have come to that conclusion now at the moment i was just kind of like damn bro like you you were really good like you know yeah
1: dude yeah it's it's like you know being in a band is like having like three or four girlfriends you know (laughs) 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 yeah
0: in a way it is man i I fight with my bandmates sometimes not anymore
1: more so in the towards the,
0: the beginning of it uh growing pains and whatnot but it seemed like yeah like sometimes you'd be bickering
1: dude like no
0: man it's like this
1: bro but it's – yeah, it's a, it's like you said uh, earlier that, like, the older you get, you just got to – you you accept certain things, and then uh, – and and by doing that, like, things, like, flow a little bit better. Like, for example – I mean, we've never been a, the kind of band to, like, really fight, but, like, on this tour, I can't remember, like, one even uncomfortable moment between us, like, at no. all. You know, we mm-hmm. were just, like – you know, we, we know what we have to do. We know, you know, our personalities, and we just – you know and we've been together for like 15 years so you know like and we're we're close friends as well so you know that that definitely helps for everything to flow i I think it's the only way that we it's the reason why we're still like doing what we're doing
0: yeah i was i was gonna ask about that now that you bring that up is um because obviously i haven't been in a band as long as you guys so and the fact that you guys are playing different countries, like, um, like you guys are very, I don't know if you know it or not, but at least to me personally, you guys are very inspirational. Like, uh, hey, I aspire to be good. able Thank to you, do man. what you guys do, like, for real. Uh, uh you know, and what it is, man, like,
2: aside from the fact that, uh, Poti, um, he brings bands to Panama, he owns a pretty sick bar, uh, a venue here, um, so he, he has connections to play, but I think that the main thing is we really enjoy it still, right? Like During the pandemic, we actually recorded some songs, but we didn't practice as Lemmy Wings. Uh, and when we started getting back together pre-tour, it's still so fucking fun, dude. Like we're, We have a blast when we play live, we have a blast, so that's it, man. You know, the rest is you got to put in the work and have the connections to set up the tour and, or the gigs or whatever. But 15 years later, we is still a fun ride, man. And and the first time they called me, uh, they had let me had an, uh, an initial drummer. It wasn't me, uh, short-lived drummer in the band. And I was like, Pody, like just like you were saying, JC, you know, like ah, you know, I don't, I don't listen to a whole bunch of punk rock anymore, and kind of mellow it out. Pody's like, come to one practice and and make a decision. And day one, it was like fucking fun as shit, man. Like this, you know. And that energy, you know, you, you keep doing it, man. Like, as long as it's fun. I think the day, we, we always say the day stops being fun. We'll call it quits, right? But it's still fun as fuck. You know?
0: <laughs> Is practice. So, you know, it's funny. It's kind of a similar story, The The keyboardist of Unoya, the, you know, the original band, uh, he was convincing me to try out and he showed me one of their songs. And I was like, no, it's not my thing, man. I'm good, you know, like, I yeah. can't do it. And that was, like, in May of, like, 2015 or 16. 15 and uh december of the same year so like five six months later he's like you sure you don't want to do it i was like fine i'll fucking do it you know what i mean i'll come <laughs> and try out they told me to learn uh comfortably numb but like specifically the live version from O2 or some shit like that and so i learned it and uh i came in and played and same thing bro i was not i didn't have any expectations i was just like you know i'm just doing this for my homie vince you know and I came in and just had a blast, dude. And like when we actually played that song, uh, it, we gelled from like the first jam of it. And they were telling me the story of like uh, going through other drummers, where it's literally like, yo, let's play Comfortably Numb. And they're like throwing double bass kicks and shit. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, yo, come on, man. <laughs>
2: you got to chill the fuck out. Nick Mason style, man. That guy's like laid back, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it took me a while to um, respect, not even respect, but just like appreciate is a better word. Uh, drummers like that. When I was a kid, it was like Joey Jordison, The Rev, Mike Portnoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you oh. want the flash. Then yeah, you understand for sure. Like,
2: like feeling and, and and like content more than actually just bunch of notes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's uh it's definitely cooler to hear drummers like that or um uh even Anderson Pack. I don't know if you guys listen to him. But oh, hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay, yeah, the fact that he sings and plays um i really like that uh i i enjoy singing a lot like uh, other than drumming you know what i mean and uh now that it's just the three of us um i've been stepping up like there's some songs where i pretty much sing the whole thing and um i i I think it's it's different like not too many people do that and when someone's really really good at it like ap is it like Mm -hmm. stands out you know
2: yeah yeah Uh, let me
0: ask you guys about this because you mentioned Uh, There was a fourth member, and right before we got on the air, I was reading uh, like the credits on here, and it said, (laughs) Don't say it. (laughs) I don't Don't want to bring a tear to your guys' eye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Say it. All right.
0: (laughs) It says, uh, Lemmy Wings S. Y siempre será. And it's the four members. (sighs) And when (laughs) I read that, I was like, Damn, you know, that's actually really cool. Like, they're never changing their lineup. I respect that. That's yeah, the same I reason. like Oh, maybe tattoo. the fourth guy just couldn't make the trip. You no, know,
2: that's the same reason you shouldn't tattoo your girl's name and stuff like that. You never know what's gonna, gonna come down, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, I
0: learned.
1: Yeah, no, that's not a good move. Yeah, not a good, a Yeah, bigger. we should have. We should have put like uh, some fine print on there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, no, you really
0: needed some fine print for real, man. That, no, but yeah. you know, it's, well, shit just happens still for a reason. Still there, man.
1: you know, we we didn't we didn't replace the other person. We just like you know he left you know so we just cross out <laughs> one of the names and you know and still why didn't,
0: why didn't you guys get some white out and
1: like on all the <laughs> like on the rest of the copies yeah we should totally do. That. <laughs> yeah at least
0: it'll be on the cellophane outside they tear it off it's like oh it's like a hidden character i unlocked it. <laughs> 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 hey yo, um but no for real you guys kick ass and uh like i was saying earlier i, I aspire to be able to play out the country and um and have fun with it, and it come here man
2: it's, we'll, it's, we'll extend an invitation to come play in Panama anytime you want,
0: man. That yo, my bandmates are both Chilean, and so they oh, yeah? both, they both um you know like um go down there at least once a year. I, it's me that has to get my passport situated. But uh, un primo mio se acaba de mudar para Colombia, so I gotta I gotta go visit him. So I'll, as well, soon as right I get my passport there, shit together, that sounds like a blast. And all we want to do is get out of here.
1: We'll put it together, man. It's very easy for us. We have the venue. We have the you know the radio contacts. You know all that that's stuff. Crazy. The back line, if you guys need to borrow, you know. Uh, yeah, you cause know. how did so you do it'd be, it, man? It'd be how very did, easy.
0: Oh, uh, sorry, um, Benito. How did you bring your drums, or or how does that work? Did did you so, ship them before you left, or what?
2: So most venues and 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 fest like we played at the fest, uh, you just gotta bring your cymbals, your snare, and your kick pedal. Right, that's like the drummer code right any tour (laughs) yeah um, that's the
0: shit you can't break
2: right that's the shit that's the shit you really smack toms can take a hit you know yeah um so last time we toured in in 2016 i i just shipped i flew him flew with him this year i'm a little bit older i got lazy so i just rented some shit in orlando and um that was that
1: that's the move yeah like short answer he didn't bring anything just yeah, really it, was it my sticks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I, honestly, I think that's a move. Um, it makes that's sense. I mean, sure, was it too bro. pricey? Was it was it kind of pricier? Or... It wasn't that bad at all, man.
2: I got like a sweet, like a like a black beauty and some really nice symbols. Um, so the, the gear was great. I think it was called like I'm like I'm uh, plugging something here. Uh, Orlando backline or something. Really cool guy, man. Picked it up. Um, it wasn't too, too expensive. I think it was money well spent saving my bet. You know how much a symbol case weighs and to be hauling that in an airport. and uh, Yeah, so that's
0: like, that's asking to be the random check. You know what I mean? Sir, step yeah, over. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. What, Why are you here? I'm I'm going to Disney. Yeah, right. Why do you have a symbols? Oh, I'm going to jam in my friend's house. Really? Like, It's, yeah.
0: really- it's like, do you get to like, do you need like a working visa or any weird shit you, like that? You it's would get your shit <laughs> done and don't. you come back, right?
1: Yeah, we just like we we take our chances every time. You know, we try to. I I try to like not bring too much stuff. Like even this time, like I used to travel with my with a pedal case, and this time I'm just like, okay, what are the pedals that I need the most? And I just stuck those like in a in my suitcase you know so and and just brought the base on a hard case and checked that and it was really smooth actually coming into Orlando was like I, I was telling Benito it was like the smoothest ever it was like we were we got out of the plane and were like in our rental car in like half an hour I was like dude this was like too easy <laughs> <laughs> dude through customs and everything that is really yeah. Ev- everything it was like i I don't know if it was it couldn't have been the first flight of the day, but when, when we got out, like, to the to the immigration line, there was, you know, we were the first ones. Like One of the no things you, know. uh,
2: I'm going to miss about the pandemic, which is not a whole lot I'm going to miss, but uh, definitely, like, light airports and, like, really chill airports. It's really nice, you know? Yeah,
0: I, I yeah. was really enjoying, um, like, in March of 2020, where the streets were desolate. Oh, yeah. It was, like, nice. it, it was weird, um, but also traffic was amazing, like. Yeah. I, was, I was one of the only people that was still going to work. No one ever told me to stay home, but everyone else in my office was working from home. So the streets were just clear. I mean, I can't even imagine airports.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems like yeah. they'd just
0: be abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just came back from Kansas City uh, not too long ago. And going through Atlanta Airport, supposedly the busiest airport in the world. It's an insane airport, yeah. Dude, it's no- They have their own railway. Like they yeah. have their own monorail that goes around the whole airport. I was confused. I was like, um, yeah, you're in you're in the wrong gate. You gotta go take the train. I was like, no, nah, I don't wanna leave the airport. They're like, No, nah, no, no, like there's a train here. I was like, yeah. What the fuck do you mean there's a train here? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild, man. Uh I, I can't wait to play up there. I've never played in Georgia. Uh like it's pretty much stayed here in Florida. And um, I gotta imagine it's a whole
1: nother thing. Have you guys played out there? <laughs> um no never played out there i i i did um visit a, a buddy of mine i don't know if you're familiar he uh he played in a band called torch um no. his name is, uh juan montoya he's a miami guy um and he was up there with his band he lived with like the mass with brent from mastodon he he he's uh i know that's Yeah. yeah yeah and uh we went to a meat puppet show there and he uh, he was he was part of the scene there and uh and and he moved from Miami to there because there was like a lot more opportunities and a lot more bands and so so i would assume that atlanta is definitely a city to to aspire to play for sure yeah no yeah. I, th- we definitely We've got seen a
0: couple
2: shows
1: there they were badass yeah
0: i've never i've never even seen a show there uh i've i've only been to like four states my kansas missouri florida jersey new york that's it i still haven't even been to the west coast man um i've been a dr but i'm I'm dying to check out the world i like traveling man it's just uh the thing about you know being a drummer and trying to play shows was that that's really what worried me the most was having to haul my gear around and not understanding the the dynamics of it so i appreciate you shedding some light on that for me personally
2: um yeah, most places have uh backline rentals and all that and or, or even if you're hooking up with a, with a cool band, they can hook you up as well. Like, like if you come to Panama, like Poti said, we can hook you up with the back line. So right, yeah, right. that's definitely the way to go. Unless you're like super specific on, on what you play, um uh, <laughs> you'll get AKA around.
0: a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Yo, um, let me ask you, uh, we were talking earlier about if it, if it stops being fun. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you guys are pretty much done with it. Uh, like how much of it is fun and how much of it is like you have to treat it as a business because it's it's a tough uh split like you said you guys are all friends so uh how much of the success of the band is the actual personal relationships between you guys like do you think uh there's a lot of bands that make it work just to get paid or is that something you could see yourself like that seems like an interesting dynamic to to play around with
1: I'd say because of the mostly because of the limitations that we have, i.e., where we're from, uh, things like that. Um, that's a big limitation when it comes to getting paid. Like Benito said earlier, like you know, fu- uh, funding a tour, uh, uh, like doing a tour locally, which would be, you know, people that listen to the kind of music that we like are all here in the city, so. Like he said, we could do like a, a show maybe every couple of months, and the same people come. Um, we do get lucky that people ask us to play uh, some some like uh, corporate shows every once in a while. Like uh, let's say like Vans Shoes, they're like opening opening up their store, and they ask us to play there. So things like that and like self uh, produced or promoted uh, shows, what we do is we take that money, we put it in an account. We never like split it among us and then we use that money to try to travel so basically we try to make it whereas uh we aspire for it to be just like to pay for itself if we can make it if we can make it that way then it's good enough because like obviously we, you don't want to be like you know just throwing money out of pocket but because of our reality like that's kind of like the way we've worked um so far
2: yeah and yeah i, I- you still have to treat it like a business, even
1: if you're not like a, like a full-time band.
2: We, we all three, all of us uh, have day jobs. Um, and um, you still have to treat it like a business, right? Like um, like Poti said, learning the personalities of the rest of the band. Like I know what Poti doesn't like, uh, and I'm not gonna like step over a line because I know like this is not gonna work, so I'll just shut up. Um, so you still have to treat it like a corporation. You are like a part. It's like like he said, like having girlfriends, but it's also like a like a business relationship, right? Like a partnership, right? Where you have to like uh, you know play play the game so everybody's happy. It's not only one decision, um, but the fact that we're not a full time working band, uh, I think gives you a little freedom to maybe do things creative, creatively that you wouldn't do if you were like trying to make it, quote unquote. Like, man, maybe this song is a little too too fast. Let's try to write a song for radio or something, you know? When you don't have to do that, uh, it's all freedom, right? So you can do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to write a really crazy song without a chorus, you can do it. It's kind of liberating in that regard. Right. Uh, even if we're breaking even to go touring, uh, still gives you a freedom. Like, I'm not doing this for radio play, man. You know, I'm doing it because I'll do whatever the fuck we want. So that's in a way like what I tell myself when I'm like, man, you know, it'd be cool to just play in a band. At least you have that freedom, um, which I guess you can achieve, even if you're uh, a working band, uh, once you establish your audience. But it takes a while, right?
0: <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. It takes a long time. Um, like we've been playing around here, you know, for, for years, uh, maybe four or five before the pandemic, you know, um probably four yeah closer to four but you know like you said it's kind of the same people coming to the shows especially with the progressive metal which is what we were playing at the time you know one of our songs was 11 minutes long now don't get me wrong <laughs> nice. i fucking love playing it you know what i mean i don't understand yeah, yeah. how i remembered that shit but <laughs> dude like with the lights and the fog like i loved it and i played it because i liked to play it you know and i didn't mm-hmm. give a if you didn't like it walk out because we finished right. the shit you right. know what i mean so i definitely understand that um but at the same time uh yeah playing with this new band now we just recently sorry for the people outside this very heavy bass but um (laughs) we just played our first show with this new project and uh it was down on calle ocho in miami and uh not too far from barnancy like down the street from barnancy and um the people that came in it was a a different it was cool seeing different faces you know and um, a couple more females
1: (laughs) you know Uh, (laughs) that's always nice
0: yeah yeah of course you know like i'm so used to the shows just being like the homies or you know a few extra if it's a festival like kryptonite metal festival there's going to be obviously a lot more people a lot more foot traffic but most of the time like you're kind of just playing for your friends and uh it's cool to be in a band now where (laughs) I don't I don't feel or we don't feel as a collective obligated to write super heavy material because we're around a a bunch of other super heavy bands. Because even uh, like we were progressive metal, like around the other bands we were like, we weren't as heavy as them. You know what I mean? Like eras one is really punch you in your fucking face type shit. Uh, There's another band out here called Born Beneath. They're like death metal. Pretty much. Macronium is
1: I don't you lived. Around what time did you live out here in Miami, Bucky? I lived in Miami on two occasions. Um, 2001, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then again in 2005. Ah, okay, okay. So
0: a long time ago. Okay, so yeah. you wouldn't know Macronium. Macronium is this band <laughs> out here. They're sick. They fucking, they're a they're, they're singer. Uh, he puts on a crazy show. He used to do, like, backyard wrestling and shit. So... Oh, nice. On top of them being like super heavy and super groovy, this dude is like smashing light tubes over his fucking head, and <laughs> head banging, cutting That's himself awesome. open on stage and shit. I don't know how post-COVID that show's going to go, but pre-COVID, let me fucking tell you, dude, people knew it was coming and they fucking live for it, dude. Like, it was awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, awesome. And so you know what? Us- I think,
2: and I think people forget that, man, like you're there to fucking entertain. You're an entertainer. Even if you're a fucking death metal band, your people still go out of the house and pay money. I hate yeah. bands that. Don't put the effort to actually like put on a good show, man. Like you are just like, you know, playing your guitar, looking down, chew gazing, man. Like if that's your style, fine, but fucking I'm paying money to go out, man. Get your, you know, get your shit together
0: put on a yeah, show how do you um it's, it's hard man because there's some people that are that are that are stage shy man I, I i i'm willing to admit i don't know how to control a crowd especially not from the kit in the you know in the back
2: right but, it's hard from uh, the
0: kit
1: wait what, what was that i'm saying it's hard from back there you know yeah. yeah
0: yeah i mean it's just uh you know not to throw any shade man just uh, our guitar player and our singer bass player are not the most charismatic guys. They're brothers. So you know I'm saying yeah, if to get rid up? of them. Get rid I of can't them.
1: Can't do it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
0: laughs> no, man. No, it's just it's just I'm uh, totally like, kidding, man. Actually, um Alex, the the bass player singer, he's the guitar player for Eras One. Not the long hair one, but the other uh-huh. one. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he he uh when he's it's just a different environment, you know. Like we we played uh um some some different material wasn't as heavy, but uh, it, it's just uh, you definitely want to put on a show. That's why when we did the, the progressive metal band, we had the light show and the fog machines and all that shit. Yeah. And,
2: and whatever your personality, if you're like a total douche and you're being a douche, that's your personality. You don't have to be like, hey, guys, clap. You know, like, that's not what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, people can uh, smell it. Like, you got to be authentic, you know, like people know yeah. when you're being fake, you know, yeah. one way or the other. So, I mean... You just got to, like, try to be yourself as much as you can and, you know, hope that the crowd gets it or, or connects with you.
0: Is there a learning curve to that? Or do you feel like uh, people, there's some people who are just naturally born being able to control the crowd. and I think there's truth stage.
1: to both things, um, you know. I think some there's people, people are that are natural and can, and can like, get better at it. And some people that suck at it and they can still get better at it. Obviously, the naturals are going to have that that advantage, you know.
0: Have you uh, noticed yourself getting better at that? Is that something you you actively
1: uh, try and work on? I I don't, not actively, but I think what we do is that we, I guess we feel more comfortable, like, with the set and what we're going to play. So if you have less things to worry about uh, musically, then you could be more free when it comes to, like, you know, Talking or, or whatever. I, or from, I feel like from that's... back there in the kid,
2: I feel like like uh, both Pody and Alex have. You know, it's it's a matter of practice and putting that effort into putting a show aside from the musicianship. You know, um, I think he's pretty funny. You know, like and I think like humor has also been a, a big part of Lemmy Wings, day one. Like, wouldn't take it too seriously. It's kind of like funny and Pody's actually done stand up and stuff. He's pretty good. So. I think that's a part a big element of our band like if you if we're not making fun of ourselves then it doesn't gel right so humor is always <laughs> a big part like the the fact that he mentioned we're from panama like 10 times during the show you said yes, you know I'm like kind of that. like that just being like kind of silly you know um yeah i definitely got that vibe for us. From you guys yeah
0: and uh even the name lemmy winks like uh there's a south park episode with this little hamster named lemmy winks Oh yeah, Man, that's, that's just the first. That, fucking that's where thing we got I it from. Every, that's where you got
1: it from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally, of course. I think they made up that that name. So yeah, yo, like, it was from that's that, that, so yeah. funny,
0: dog. That's the first thing I think of. I'm like,
1: the gerbil. It, is, is it the same? Li-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a the hamster. Gerbil dog. king.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that w- what other? They did another episode where there was uh, guinea pigs that were like evil or some shit. Uh, ancient like Peruvian guinea pigs. <laughs> Did you guys see that remember,
1: shit? I don't remember, that one. I don't remember oh, that one. Oh
0: dude, it was like Peruvian flute bands were like actually holding back the ancient evil guinea pigs. Holy <laughs> nah, it's just nah, that that shit wasn't surprising, man. South park is next level. But uh what is so now that we're post-pandemic, you guys just did a little mini tour outside the country. Like, what is next for you guys? What what is uh What's on the agenda? Is it you? You said you recorded a couple songs. You are looking to put out another record?
1: We basically started recording like around twelve songs a couple of years back, and uh, we've put out four out of those twelve. We're about to put out two more on December sixth, um, uh, which are like ready to go. I can I can hook you up with the tracks if you want, so you could like check them out. Um, December sixth. So huh? yeah. December sixth. Yeah. Uh.
0: Well. I definitely need a song. Um, I always like to put a a full song at the end of the episode. That way, they don't have to go too far to actually listen to you guys. Yeah. Um. So if you guys want to make one of the songs that one of those sneak peeks, you can. If not, I could. I could just. Get I'll send you. Off this I'll album. send you
1: both. I'll send you both, and you can choose. Uh, your favorite. From oh fuck! A world premiere.
0: <laughs> Hell
1: yeah! We're here first. first.
0: Right here on the throne. <laughs> but actually a lot of people just think it's like the throne like royalty it's like you maybe no, put two and two together drum throne yeah, you course, know man. the toilet
2: i'm kidding no the that drummer. too the porcelain throne. <laughs> Dude, I, be
0: wrong. I definitely see my fair share of use of that you know <laughs> just not at churchill's i refuse yeah, uh, actually sure. uh our alex has a terrible. he's told the story on the show like that was like one of the first or, or, or uh second episodes of the show where he tells a story where he had to take a shit at churchill's and he was, like, trying to hover shit. And he fucking slipped, dog. And he fell ass into the bowl. No. Dog, like, no. Into the dirty toilet where he just oh, shit.
1: no. Ass into it, dude.
0: Had to oh, take off his shirt. No. Tr- he was in the bathroom for, like, half an hour. People were banging on the door and shit. Oh, no. like, man. trying he to got wash like, his sin back, sin sin back gonorrhea, in the, the, sin 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 the church sink, dog.
2: Instant gonorrhea and instant like uh Hep- rock royalty. You you turn like rock and roll like right away.
0: Yo, he definitely should have got checked the next day. If he didn't, I don't know. I don't know what happened though. But it's terrible. I'll never take a shit there in my life. Um But macronium yeah. is so bad. Never say never, man. You, you never know. Yeah, I think I just jinxed myself though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
1: did. Yeah.
0: You did. <laughs> have you guys played Las Rosas?
1: We we went there. there dude. we went there after after Bar Nancy this time. I, I hadn't. I'm assuming it's a new place because it yes. wasn't around when I was there. Yes, um, it's very I, new, and we just completely fell in love with it, man. Like it was. It's it was an amazing venue, venue, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. dying to
2: fucking play there, bro. We, had, we had a, a pretty nice after party there that night. We played uh sweet sweet night, yeah.
0: Yeah. That and, whole uh, uh, that whole tour, man. How, give me the
1: recap. How was Gainesville? How were the other dates? Um, I think our favorite date, well, I don't know, I mean, they were all pretty, um, special in their own way, but I mean, it's always cool to play the fest, you know, and to play, you know, like, a festival, um, of the kind of music that you play, and also, like, getting to see a lot of, like, the bands that, some of the bands that we played with, and some other bands that had just, like, heard of us, so I guess we got, like, other people, other bands interested in in checking us out, um... So yeah, the Gainesville was awesome. It's yeah, we,
2: we checked out a lot of cool bands from that. I didn't know at the fest. Uh, but it yeah. was it was fun as shit, man. Like you say, JC, just playing out of your comfort zone, out of your country. It's always a blast. We had the party going on all day, you know, a uh, little vacation slash tour. From our yeah, uh, yeah. Responsibility. how much
0: of it is work and how much of it is actual just enjoying yourself?
2: does
1: it ever feel like work zero percent work to be honest man like i don't know because it like when we play it's fun and then the rest of the time we're trying to have fun so when when you're hitting 40 you you do have to think about
2: warming up especially like fast music you know what i'm saying though? if you don't warm up it can be a difference between like a okay show and a great show so Mm -hmm. i do have to i try to warm up here. We' do were been doing ups. like
1: vocal warm-ups, which we'd we, yeah. never done before, but like our friend Ramsey that was with us, he's like a professional singer, like a pop singer, so he was just like doing like vocal warm-ups, and we were like, okay, that's how you do that, nice. Wow, you know. dude, that's pretty
0: cool, man. Uh, I've, I'm yeah. not a little not, bit of work.
1: you know. <laughs> I'm yeah. not at the age where you
0: know what I'm saying I need to do, you know. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not up there with you vets yet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, You'll no, there, but You'll I definitely i I get to the point now where I go and play material I used to play like there's a song called The Shepherd that uh is the whole song is I'm like hey yo how I used to play this bro because I can't I can't right now I can't I I start cramping up bro like that ass yeah. Yeah. so it's definitely something where the pandemic uh I rusted up a bit but uh, getting mm-hmm. back out there playing some new music we just actually released an EP not too long ago uh, in October. Uh if you guys wanna check that out, you know. Um I don't know if it's For gonna sure, be up in your alley, but you know, I'd appreciate it.
1: Um yeah, man, we're, we're gonna th- check that out. For uh sure, yeah, man. well,
0: you know, if you guys are gonna have us, you gotta know what you're having up there, you know, or down yeah, there. Yeah, man. Of say, course,
1: know? of course. I'm sure yeah, um, I'm sure it'll be dope.
2: Yeah, so, listen, um, I wanna check it out. I
0: appreciate it. But um, let me see. I think uh is there anything you guys wanted to cover? I I think uh we're almost at the hour mark. Is there anything else um, you guys wanted to discuss for it? i
2: mean obviously I we, we said everything there is to say about levy wings man uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna keep releasing new songs um to finally complete that third album uh and um that's about it for now like immediate plans we'll probably do a couple shows in panama and always on the lookout for for mini tours you know and and good times
0: hell yeah dude
2: and connections like we met you that day tell about connections they're like Oh yeah. That's, that's my favorite I, 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 part. Like meeting people, like getting to know new bands, meeting rad people. That's the, the most rewarding, I, I guess, when you go touring.
1: Yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to say that earlier when you were talking about like the shows in the States is that I feel like this time around, as opposed to, to last time or the, the time other times we've played in the States, this, this time we felt more of a connection with people where like people would come like you, that, you know, you would, People would come talk to us and like ex- express their, you know, that they liked the show and like would want to buy some merch or or this and that. So, um, and you know, making connections with other bands that like people feel, feel like you really know
2: we're, we're we're so good that people feel like we're unapproachable. We're totally approachable. Man. You can come up to us and just talk to us. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> I felt a little bit of that at first I, 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 lie. I did I did I was like uh, you know you had your your fangirl too I was like damn you know what I mean like did
1: they bring her in a suitcase this oh shit she yeah we totally we totally paid her to do all that <laughs> <laughs> yo come on man nah dude get out of here no I'm kidding I'm kidding no of course not
0: man but she was super into the show she was it doesn't matter Yeah, I, I'm convinced you could have had like the bartender up there she would have been like Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything, right? Anybody, dude. But yeah, no, you guys yeah, yeah. really um it, it was impressive, man. Uh you guys put on an awesome show. Um it's always cool to see a band from not around here. You know, I always go out to support Eras One because they're the homies. Um yeah. and they've pretty much supported us since day one. So they were just, so good, it's just man. cool. We
1: we were like we were pleasantly surprised with that because that was kind of like the show that came out of nowhere. Um, But back to like the whole thing With connections and meeting people in different places And you know I could tell you the whole story about how We like got to play uh, DR a few times Um, But I'll tell you that the Miami show We were trying to do something outside Churchill's next to like in the parking Lot there next to Churchill's with uh, With this guy Fang Daddy Uh, Yeah he's from uh, What is it full time motherfucker you know this band No (laughs) Well, there's this guy that does these... Great like, name, though. Yeah, yeah, great name and crazy band. But he he does these shows out there. I, I guess he's the one that does them, if you're, if you're familiar with them. And he's a friend of ours because we played with him that time at Churchill's. And he... Uh, so that was kind of like... We, we were going to do it on the tw- 23rd, but we couldn't travel on that day. So we were pushing it to the 28th. And then it was kind of like, you know, not really connecting. And then a friend of ours from, from DR that plays in a band called Los Perez... He was like, "Hey, I have some friends in Miami. You know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, JP, right? Like that, that was." There. I saw
0: him play not too long ago. The Dominican with the long hair, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Good guy, very good guy. We met him that night, and and it was through through a friend in DR that spoke to him. So we didn't know what to expect. I was like, "Bar Nancy, it's gonna be like a, you know, like I didn't, I didn't even know it was gonna be such a nice place with like a nice, you know, a little stage sound. and shit, yeah,
2: with yeah. a nice selection of fine rums, you know." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, Barnancy's a nice spot. Yeah. It was
1: super fucking nice. And then uh, we didn't know if the bands were going to be any good. You know, the, uh, they were like, oh, yeah, there's this metal band. In my head, I'm like, there's so many metal bands. You know, how <laughs> good could they be, you know? And then, uh, oh, yeah. sorry about that. My mom's calling. No worries. And, uh, and, yeah, but when we saw Iris 1, I was, I was personally like, what the, the fuck? This is fucking awesome. I was you know like and and even the band that that played at the beginning that they were kind of like more of like a hippie type vibe like everybody was like all i I felt like the the whole um like all three bands had you know they were so different but like it kind of worked in in a weird way um so it was i was very pleasantly surprised and jp was super nice shout out to him he and he took us to bar nancy and hooked us up with like you know a lot of with good times, let's say. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it, we definitely had a good time there. Like Miami was, I it, it we we were very pleasantly surprised at at how good everything and meeting meeting you. We had like some Panamanians that showed up, you know. So, Miami, my...
2: yeah.
0: dude, yeah, Miami is definitely its own fucking vibe. And um, I really I hope you guys are able to make it back soon. I mean, I'm sure you guys are, aren't in a super rush. You guys were just here probably down a tour anywhere else at this point, but I hope you guys do find some time to come back at some point and definitely uh I'd love to play with you guys, whether it's here or there. Uh, I'm so fucking stoked for that uh you we'll, guys make are, it happen, are, man.
1: we'll make it happen one way or or another man I'm sure
0: yeah, you guys are super cool, man. um you you know musicians are some of the coolest people I meet uh, most of the time they're really chill, they're really approachable, even though they don't seem like it. even the guy bashing light bulbs over his head. I remember one time I came up to him after a show for a shirt and he was like, Yeah, man, yeah, just go to my car. I'm like, mm,
1: all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll
0: go. I'll go. You know, and I I still have the shirt to this day, man. Um Very so cool. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys going out of your way to find a pen in a dank bar to sign this for me. You know, awesome, know,
2: you know, I I hey, thanks crazy. for having us. Enthroned. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Uh, I know you're gonna put uh, a track at the end of the podcast for people to hear. You can check us out also and uh, put the through Instagram and all that jazz. Yeah.
0: What? Where where can people find you? Drop your. uh, You know, I'm saying your your hashtags and and your accounts.
1: Yeah, Instagram is the at Lemmy Band L E M M I Band, Uh, and that's probably the best place um, to get like shoes. Yeah. To keep. Yeah to uh yeah to to follow the band to, yeah, exactly and then we're on Spotify like all of our songs are there um even some newer ones that aren't on that record that you have i mean you know some that's the one singles? that we have on yeah yeah that's the one that the last one we pressed so oh let me put up... i'm yeah, sorry uh
0: before you get out of here let me i I always I I like to ask this question i like to get people's perspective on this okay uh now in in this age where it seems like releasing music is is a tough like do you do physicals do you not do physicals do you do an album do you do singles do you guys think it's more productive to put out 12 songs all at once or are you guys leaning more towards just releasing singles in increments and keeping people's attention long to like what do you guys feel is more beneficial nowadays
1: here's my answer and i believe that i'm right and (laughs) I i love it give me the secret i i don't i think it depends on the band And it depends on the band's audience. So some bands can release, you know, fucking bumper stickers and, like, you know, lighters and all kinds of merch and people will just eat it up. And other bands do the same thing and nobody cares. Uh, Same with, like, Spotify. I feel like some bands can release an album that people can appreciate all the way through. And I I think we can be that that kind of band. But we've been – the reason we've been releasing songs in pairs – it's just because um, we wanted to try something new and uh, and i guess the benefit of doing that is that like you're always st- like you know like advertising uh-huh. marketing you know top of mind you know like you know it it sounds silly but it's 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 how you can get people to like remember you and remember you and remember you so yeah. we've been trying we've been trying that but like the uh, the idea was always to you know to eventually for it to become an album
0: Got you. Okay, so it's like releasing them incrementally so that you keep everyone's attention, but at some point it will be its own collection of songs. Right. Yeah. But Got you. Like okay, I, that's like pretty like much said, uh, I, an answer I've gotten across the board from a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I think, again, I think for the most part it just depends on on the kind of band that you are and like on your audience and if, if you're the kind of band that people want an album from or, or to have a physical album or to have only digital stuff. I think it all depends. So, you know, it's good to like maybe, you know, engage with your audience a little bit and get their feedback, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's
0: definitely smart to obviously uh, talk to the people who you expect to consume what you put out. That's, that's yeah. a good idea. And if think. you're a
1: touring band, you definitely want to have some stuff to sell. You know, you, you want to have, if you have an album, you w- even if it's like a tape, we started releasing tapes recently because it's just so cheap and you can make, you know, like a small, like a hundred, you know, copies and, They're like, you know, two bucks a tape or whatever. And then you sell them for like, yeah, yeah. I can send you some, uh, we make them in the States, so I can send you some contacts. So like just to have, because sometimes people just connect with your band and they just want to have something. Souvenir. Something. No, dude, I have
0: fucking tapes. I don't fucking listen to
1: them. I just have them. They're memorabilia (laughs) to me. Same here, same here. Like rarely do I pop in a tape.
2: They're really easy to carry out of the venue. You just put it in your pocket. After you see the band, you're going to carry like a vinyl and (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah, no, dude, it's That's genius. It's fucking genius, bro. You guys see you're, you're opening my eyes, bro. I'm so glad I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I went up and talked to you guys. Um, I think it's awesome. Definitely. If you're listening to this podcast right now, go follow Lemmy Band on Instagram right now. Check out their latest releases on Spotify. Lemmy Winks on Spotify. And does this is this record just self-titled?
1: Uh, it's called Lo Creatura. It, it says so on the on Ah, the yes,
0: here on yeah. the spine. Sorry, I'm blind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lo Creatura. Aquí. De, let me winks. Go check that shit out, everybody. I really appreciate you guys' time. Uh, I know you guys have busy schedules, families, we and appreciate friends. appreciate you
1: having us, man. For real. Um,
0: I, hey, you guys are doing me the solid, man. I, I truly appreciate <laughs> it. You guys are doing awesome work. Keep it up. And I hope to see you guys out here. I hope you guys see me out there sometime yeah. soon. It's going to happen. Uh, we'll definitely keep in touch, man. Anytime you guys want to come back on, it's an open door. Promote whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. If you're releasing a book, come on the fucking show, promote it, and let's Thank talk Thank you, about JC. Shit. Man.
2: Hopefully, we'll see you sooner or later, brother. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.